Chapter One, Part Three of A Common Story by Ivan Goncharov, translated by Constance Garnett, eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter One, Part Three. In reality, Anton Ivanitch was never of use to anyone yet without him not a single ceremony took place not a wedding nor a funeral he was at all the formal dinners and evening parties and at all family gatherings no one would stir a step without him you may imagine perhaps that he was very useful giving good advice here arranging some difficulty there not a bit of it no one had ever entrusted him with anything of the kind he understood nothing could do nothing could not manage a matter in the law courts could not act as go-between or mediator could do absolutely nothing but yet they did commission him sometimes to call in and take a polite message from such a one to such a one and he takes it without fail and seizes the opportunity to get a breakfast there or to inform such a one that certain papers have been received but their exact nature they would not confide to him or to take somewhere a little jar of honey or a handful of seeds with the precept not to spill and not to spoil or to carry congratulations on someone's birthday and they employ anton ivanitch too in such matters as they consider it unsuitable to leave to a servant we can't send petrushka he would be sure to make a mistake about it no better let anton ivanitch go with it it would never do to send a man so and so would be offended better get anton ivanitch to go so every one would have been astonished if he were nowhere to be seen at a dinner or a supper but where is anton ivanitch every one would be sure to ask in surprise what's wrong with him why isn't he here and the dinner would hardly seem a dinner at all anton ivanitch came in and took anna pavlovna's hand good morning ma'am good morning anna pavlovna i have the honour of congratulating you on something new what is that anton ivanitch inquired anna pavlovna looking at herself from head to foot why the little bridge at the gates you must have only just had it put up why i listened the planks didn't dance under my feet i looked and it was new he always used when he met acquaintances to congratulate them on something or other either on lent or on the spring or on the autumn if after a spell of warm weather frost had set in then she would congratulate them on the frost if the frost had just broken up then on the thaw on this occasion there was nothing of this kind to fix on but he still managed to find something kind regards to you from alexandra vasilievna matrena mikhailovna and pyotr sergeitch said he oh i thank you sincerely anton ivanitch are their children well yes thanks be to god i bring you the blessing of the church the good father is just on my heels but have you heard ma'am our good semen arkhipitch what is it asked anna pavlovna in dismay why he has taken leave of us forever you don't say when did it happen yesterday morning they sent to let me know in the evening a lad galloped up and i set off and did not sleep all night they were all in tears i had to console them and see to everything every one in the house was quite overcome nothing but weeping i was all alone merciful heaven said anna pavlovna shaking her head such is life but how could it happen only this week he sent us his greetings yes ma'am ah but he had been ailing a long while the old man was a good age the wonder is that he had never been laid up till now a good age he was only a year older than my poor husband 
well god's peace be with him said anna pavlovna crossing herself i am grieved for poor fedosia petrovna she is left with little children on her hands it's a serious matter five and almost all little girls and when is the funeral to be to-morrow ah every heart has its own sorrow anton ivanitch here am i seeing my son off there's no help for it anna pavlovna we are all mortal man is born to sorrow is written in the scriptures well don't be vexed with me for distressing you a little let us sorrow together you love us like one of our own family ah anna pavlovna and whom could i love as i do you have i many friends like you you know how precious you are i have so many cares and that reminds me of my building only yesterday i was disputing all the morning with the contractor but somehow we could not agree on anything yet how thought i am i to keep away what thought i will she do without me she is no longer young why she will be beside herself god reward you anton ivanitch for not forgetting us and indeed i am not myself my head is in such a whirl i can see nothing my throat is sore with crying i beg you to take a little to eat you must be tired and hungry i thank you sincerely i confess that i had a drop at pyotr sergeitch as i was passing and took a mouthful with him but that is no hindrance the father is coming let him give the benediction yes here he is on the stairs the priest came in maria karpovna too arrived with her daughter a plump and rosy girl with a smile and tearful eyes the eyes and the whole expression of face of sophia said plainly i will love simply without caprice i will be married like a nursemaid and will obey my husband in everything and never think i know better than he indeed and how could one know better than one's husband it would be a sin i will be diligent in housekeeping and sewing i will bear him half a dozen children and will suckle them tend them dress them and make their clothes the plumpness and brilliance of her cheeks and the fine contours of her throat confirmed the promise of robust motherhood but the tears in her eyes and her pathetic smile lent her at this moment a more romantic interest before anything else they listened to a prayer for which anton ivanitch called in the domestics lighted the candle and took the book from the priest when he had finished reading it and handed it to the deacon and afterwards poured the holy water into a little flask and put it into his pocket saying that's for agafea nikitishnya they sat down to table except anton ivanitch and the priest they could hardly eat a morsel but to make up for this anton ivanitch did full justice to the homeric breakfast anna pavlovna kept weeping and stealthily wiping her eyes don't keep on so ma'am said anton ivanitch with assumed vexation pouring out some liqueur for himself why are you sending him to certain death do you imagine then he drank up half the liqueur and smacked his lips what liqueur what an aroma it has ah oh, ma'am you wouldn't find such liqueur anywhere in the district he said with an expression of great pleasure it is no more than three years old said anna pavlovna sobbing it has only to-day been uncorked for you ah anna pavlovna it makes me ill to see you began anton ivanitch again i don't know what you deserve but only imagine anton ivanitch an only son and he going out of my sight it will kill me and there will be no one to bury me and what do we count for what am i a stranger or what and why in such a hurry to die more likely to be married than that i would dance at the wedding but do give over crying i cannot anton ivanitch indeed i cannot i don't know myself why my tears will come 
the idea of keeping such a young man shut up let him have his freedom he will find his wings and then he will do wonders there he will gain a position good luck to your words and why have you taken so little pie take some more yes i will have some just this piece to your health alexander fedoritch a lucky journey and come home quickly and get married why do you blush sofia vasilievna i oh, oh no i'm so ah oh, young people young people <laughs> in your company one cannot feel one's sorrow anton ivanitch said anna pavlovna you know so well how to comfort one god give you health but do take a little liqueur i will drink a little ma'am i will indeed who would not drink at such a leave-taking the breakfast came to an end the coachman had long ago packed the carriage they brought it round to the steps the servants ran about one after another one carried a trunk another a bundle a third a little bag and then ran back after something else like flies round a drop of syrup the servants clustered round the carriage and every one wanted to have a hand in it better lay the trunk so said one and here the hamper with the provisions and where are they to put their legs then answered the other the trunk's better lengthwise and the hamper we can fix alongside the feather bed will roll off if the trunk goes lengthwise better across what next were the slippers packed i don't know who packed them i didn't go and see whether they are still upstairs you go yourself and why not you i haven't time here don't forget this screamed a girl holding up a small parcel above her head give it here stuff this in somehow into the trunk it's been forgotten to the last said another jumping on the steps and handing in a brush and comb where can one stuff it now cried the stout valet angrily to her get away with you you see the trunk is at the very bottom it's the mistress's orders doesn't matter a straw to me well give it here look sharp we can put it here in the pocket at the side the shaft horse continually lifted and shook his head the bell every time gave a shrill tinkle reminding one of partings but the trace horses stood thoughtfully their heads lowered as though they understood all the charms of the journey which lay before them and sometimes lashed their tails or thrust out an underlip at the shaft horse at last the fatal minute came there was another little prayer offered up be seated be seated all of you was anton ivanitch's order pray sit down alexander fedoritch and you yevsay sit down sit down sit down and he himself just sat for a second on the edge of a chair now let us go in god's name at this point anna pavlovna broke down and fell upon alexander's neck farewell farewell my dear was heard among her sobs shall i see you again nothing more could be distinguished at this moment the tinkle of another troika bell was heard a telega flew into the court drawn by three horses from the telega leaped out a young man covered with dust who rushed into the room and threw himself on alexander's neck pospialov adouov they exclaimed at the same instant clasping each other in an embrace from where how have you come from home i have been galloping day and night on purpose to say good-bye to you friend friend true friend said adouov with tears in his eyes to journey a hundred fifty miles to say good-bye oh there is friendship in the world for life isn't it said alexander passionately clasping his friend's hand and falling into his arms till death he replied pressing his hand still more warmly as he returned his embrace write to me yes and you too write anna pavlovna did not know how to make enough of pospyalov 
the departure was delayed for half an hour at last they were ready all went on foot as far as the wood sophia and alexander seized their chance while passing through a dark passage to throw themselves in each other's arms sasha dear sasha sonitchka they stammered and their words were lost in a kiss you will forget me there she said tearfully oh how little you know me i shall come back believe me and never another here take this quickly it is my hair and a ring he quickly put both in his pocket first walked anna pavlovna with her son and pospulov then maria karpovna and her daughter and lastly the priest and anton ivanitch at some distance followed the carriage the coachman could scarcely hold in the horses all the servants surrounded yevsay at the gates good-bye yevsay ivanitch good-bye old boy don't forget us was heard on all sides good-bye brothers good-bye don't remember ill against me good-bye yevsushka good-bye my darling said his mother hugging him here is a holy image for you it is my blessing remember the faith yevsay don't give way to drink or thieving serve the master faithfully and well good-bye good-bye she hid her face in her apron and went away good-bye mother said yevsay lazily a little girl of twelve rushed up to him say good-bye to your little sister said an old woman and where have you come from said yevsay kissing her well good-bye good-bye run home now to the hut bare-legs agrafena stood last of all apart from the others her face was livid good-bye agrafena ivanovna said yevsay slowly raising his voice and holding out his hand to her she let him embrace her but did not respond to his embrace only her face worked here's something for you she said taking a little bag of something from under her apron and thrusting it upon him well of course you will walk out with the petersburg girls there she said with a sidelong glance at him and in that glance was apparent all her suffering and her jealousy i walk out i began yevsay god blast me strike me blind may i sink into the earth if i do any such thing there all right all right muttered agrafena incredulously but inside you ugh ah i'd almost forgotten said yevsay taking from his pocket a greasy pack of cards for a keepsake agrafena ivanovna to you you know you could not get any here she stretched out her hand give it to me yevsay ivanitch screamed proshka out of the crowd you i'll be damned before i give it to you and he put the cards into his pocket but give them to me stupid said agrafena no agrafena ivanovna you may do as you like but i won't give you them you would play with him good-bye without looking round he waved his hand and slowly moved off to the carriage which he looked as if he could have carried off on his shoulders alexander coachman and horses and all cursed fellow said agrafena looking after him and wiping away her falling tears with a corner of her apron at the forest a halt was made while anna pavlovna was sobbing and saying good-bye to her son anton ivanitch patted one of the horses on the neck then took him by the nose and shook him backwards and forwards with which the horse seemed rather displeased snorting and showing his teeth tighten the girth on the off horse said he to the coachman you see the pad is on one side the coachman looked at the pad and seeing that it was in its place did not get off the box but only straightened the breech a little with his whip well it's time to start god be with you said anton ivanitch leave off tormenting yourself anna pavlovna and you take your seat alexander fedoritch you must reach shishkov in daylight farewell farewell god give you happiness rank honours all things good and happy every kind of wealth and blessing 
now in god's name whip up the horses but see you drive quietly along the slope he added turning to the coachman alexander took his seat in the carriage dissolved in tears but yevsay went up to his mistress knelt down at her feet and kissed her hand she gave him a five-rouble note see yevsay remember be a good servant and i will marry you to agrafena but if not she could say no more yevsay got on to the box the coachman wearied with the long delay seemed to revive he grasped his hat set it straight on his head and took the reins the horses set off at first at a slight trot he whipped the trace horses in turn one after the other with a bound they began to draw and the troika flew along the road to the forest the crowd of escorting friends stood silent and motionless till the carriage had passed altogether out of sight anton ivanitch was the first to recover himself well now we must go home he said alexander looked back from the carriage as long as anything was to be seen then fell with his face hidden in the cushions do not leave me in my trouble anton ivanitch said anna pavlovna dine here oh very good ma'am i am ready if you like i will sup here too yes and you might stay the night as well how can that be the funeral is to-morrow ah yes well i must not keep you remember me to fedosia petrovna tell her that i grieve from my heart for her affliction and i should have visited her myself but god has sent tell her sorrow upon me i have just parted with my son i will tell her i will tell her i will not forget ah sashenka my darling she murmured looking round there is nothing to be seen of him he is gone madame adouev sat the whole day silent and ate no dinner or supper anton ivanitch talked and dined and supped to make up for her where is he now my darling was all she could utter from time to time by now he must be at nefaeva no what am i saying he is not yet at nefaeva but not far off there he will drink tea answered anton ivanitch no he never takes tea at this time and so anna pavlovna in spirit travelled with him afterwards when according to her calculations he must have reached petersburg she divided her time between praying telling fortunes on cards and talking to maria karpovna and he we shall meet him again at petersburg End of chapter one recording by expatriate in bangor maine